Well, and I think that's another interesting element when you say people want those stories is that information is everywhere. The, the A, B, C, the seven values of leadership, mm -hmm. all of those pieces, you can get that from a lot of different places. And I think what we're seeing is a lot of turning toward wanting to hear those personal stories. Mm -hmm. I want to hear how you did it. I want to hear about what your experience looked mm -hmm. like. And I think that, that that's kind of part of that, that desire to connect with other human beings as opposed to just getting information. Yeah. Welcome to The Critical Path with Mary and Jason, a podcast about business development, company culture, and loving the place you work just a little bit more. Or a lot. Or a lot more, depending. This is episode 40, and we are going to be talking about trade organizations with special guest... Wendy Novak. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. So, I guess, do we have any housekeeping before we start housekeeping. talking about oh. trade uh, organizations? Well, so let's think here. So... Uh, we have our, our Halloween party coming up in, in just a couple of days. Get so punked? Yeah, get punked. <laughs> get punked. Uh, so we're going to have pumpkin beer on tap, haunted VR. It's going to be a, a blast. We're going to have a costume contest. Yes. We're trying to convince Jason to dress up like David Bowie, but I don't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you want to find out? <laughs> Show up. come to the party. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. But it's all ages. Uh, we want we want uh, young kids there, too. It's family friendly and, and that I want to see little kids in Halloween yeah. costumes. So October 30th. It's not going to be uh, hopefully not conflicting with your own Halloween plans. Yep. Uh, from 4 to 8 p.m. Come check it out. We'll have food. It'll be a hoot. It's going to be Good. fun. So, Wendy, thanks for being here today. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah, so, we're talking about trade organizations. Mm -hmm. So, you could educate us because you've been with ABC of Western Washington for how long? 21 years. 21 years. 21 long years. time. Holy cow. I so, know. What, uh, what do you remember about your first year there? Well, I didn't expect to stay. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'd been a mom for a few years, getting mm -hmm. back into the workforce, applied at ABC for just a front desk position. Yeah. But okay, I'll come in, I'll get some computer experience, and then I'm going to go find a job, mm -hmm. right? And I was hooked. Yeah. <laughs> just the members, yeah. the just everything that we do for them, it's always changing. It, the thing I was looking for is to be challenged mm -hmm. and stay busy. Yep. And ABC has always delivered on that. Did yep. was was the that opportunity what you expected it to be when you hired in? No, it was much more. Yeah. I never even knew what a trade organization was. Well, and so this is a great place <laughs> yeah, because that... yeah, many of the folks that that listen and and the folks who are interested in construction development aren't part of trade organizations. So what is a trade organization? So construction trade organization connects businesses to their industry. So for ABC, we're focused on the construction industry. So our members, we connect them to resources mm -hmm. and training and education and benefits, everything. That information. Goes, information. Yeah. Anything and everything that's going to help them build their business. Right. So why wouldn't you want to be part of an organization? I hear you. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, it's important to kind of think about where trade organizations came from. So we're not going to spend a huge amount of time there, but trade organizations in a lot of ways started kind of after World War II, uh, where we start organizing. And if you think about what the 50s looked like. People were starting to organize in a lot of different ways in the 50s in ways they hadn't organized themselves before. The world was becoming more complex. So we had neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. People started thinking more in neighborhoods mm -hmm. where before you know, we had communities, but everything became more structured. You had, you had the birth of the modern American dream. 
right? That is the two-car garage, mm -hmm. right? The stay-at-home mom, uh, right. the washer and the dryer that were automatic, mm -hmm. right? The automatic dishwasher, Tupperware, right? So mm -hmm. all of these things are kind of happening and changing. Uh, well, that, and businesses were changing. Yes. Because if you had too much before the 50s into the past, mm -hmm. then you would have place to have a business and you would get your stuff you're going to sell and you put it in the store and then now you have a business. Mm -hmm. And as time went by and the world got more complex, there started to be government regulations, yep. Rules, safety regulations, laws, all this human rights stuff and yep. how much do you have to pay people. Yep. There became a lot of paperwork to mm -hmm. having a business and it became a lot much more, more complex. complicated yeah. to do. And so I think that when that happened, then the need for that support structure and to have someone to turn to to help you figure out how to do this mm -hmm. became even more valuable and important. Right. They didn't have Google. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we're, and that's kind we're of getting there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> they didn't yeah. have Google. Right. So right. what people got, and this is really kind of just looping right back to what Wendy just said, is yeah. they got community. Yep. The ability to have a beer with, with someone With the trade else. organization, mm -hmm. they had community. Yes. The trade organizations gave people mm -hmm. community. Yep. Uh, they gave people training because mm -hmm. there was no other place to get the kind of training right. you needed. And they gave access to resources. You could mm -hmm. go there to find an accountant, find a lawyer, find mm -hmm. people in the businesses that are adjacent to your business mm -hmm. that you need. Mm -hmm. Other trades and sub-trades, right? Mm -hmm. So where would you go if you didn't have a trade organization? I mean, you could go to the bar mm -hmm. and that would be about it. Maybe it the hardware store. full of like steel workers as opposed <laughs> to business owners. That's right. right. Or business owners that were failing because yeah. they're in the bar, right? <laughs> so they got to drink a beer for some reason. It's, it's 10 o'clock, Joe. What are you doing here? So one of the questions we had when we were kind of talking about this and talking through it is it seems like, so, you know, it was like around the 50s is when that kind of really picked up. And I said, I bet you the 80s were like a really big heyday for trade organizations. Do you have any visibility of that? What do you think? Were well, the 80s a good time? I don't know. I was 10. Well, no, right. no, no. But, but you, you have know, access no. to the data. I know data. you weren't I think, there then. But I, I think the 80s and 90s mm -hmm. were definitely the heyday. When I started mm -hmm. at ABC in 98, mm -hmm. we were a lot smaller mm -hmm. in membership size. Mm -hmm. But we had 150 attendees at our events mm -hmm. every single month. Right, so more yeah. participation, more engagement. You didn't have yeah. to work hard for it. No, it's just what you did. The mm -hmm. fourth Wednesday yeah. of every month. They knew they could come and meet their peers, their friends yeah. for dinner and mm -hmm. a drink and talk shop. Yeah. Right. And that's what and they, they looked forward to. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they did. Mm -hmm. And they didn't miss it. Mm -hmm. yep. and they just figured it in as part of their workday. Yeah. That's what part of their did. schedule. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So obviously, the way that internet changes a lot of things, mm -hmm. the internet has changed the landscape for trade organizations. Because all of those things that they're getting, there's competition mm -hmm. on the internet. And we talk about this all the time, that... The competition is not so much other trade organizations as it is the internet. Mm -hmm. They're all Technology, competing. information, access to information. So mm -hmm. uh, the internet is the, the single biggest disruptor in my lifetime, right? In our lifetime. Oh, yeah. Huge. And, and it's, not, it's not that uh, we can't react to it, but the idea is that if we don't react to it, if mm -hmm. we don't do something different, if we mm -hmm. don't face that and understand that, that rising challenge or that change, mm -hmm. that need for change, then, then trade organizations are done. And we do see many of them going under. Mm -hmm. um, but it's important that we see that the need of membership is changing, mm -hmm. that what they're looking for is changing. Well, and so a really cool thing that's starting to happen, I think, is that the trade organizations that are set up to be able to survive are mm -hmm. starting to look forward and say, yeah. what does this new generation of people want? Mm -hmm. Because it's different stuff than what they wanted before. So with community... Um, I, I think one of the interesting things that's happening is that that families are 
changing priorities and feeling like mm -hmm. spending time with with spouses and with children is more important. Um, but we think about the other ways that our needs are met. And so we have access to LinkedIn and we have access to Google and we have access to all of the endless documents and resources and videos. So where trade organizations used to fill that gap, now that need for that specific piece of information is less valuable, right? And that's where we find ourselves being a filter because mm -hmm. there is so much information yes. out there. If our members know that we're a trusted resource for mm -hmm. information, mm -hmm. they can Google and mm -hmm. they can look mm -hmm. at LinkedIn and then they can still come to us yeah. to kind of say, okay, you know, is there someone in the association that can help me with this or yeah. Yeah. what Not would you suggest? Answer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you know a person? Do you know a guy, right? Mm -hmm. right? Who is the expert mm -hmm. at this? Um, and so the, the landscape of what construction businesses need though is changing. And so we need to make sure that we don't stay frozen in that profile um, because we need to, to move and change with the rest of the world to still say, stay valid, not for the sake of being valid, but there are still needs that need to be met. We just need to make sure that, that we're moving fast enough to be able to meet those needs. So I think the first piece is, is asking always, is this thing that we're offering, is it Google proof? Is this something that you can't really get on Google? And that idea of that trusted curation, that's an important piece of that. Curation is what it's all about. And that's, yeah, that, that was the next place we were really going with mm -hmm. it, is that idea that in this in this environment where there's so much information all the time, curation is the new valuable service. It's the new thing is, can you tell me which information is valid for me? Mm -hmm. So, Wendy, how do we how do we find out what our clients want, what our members want? What, what the new needs are. I mean, that's that's a real relevant challenge that everybody's trying to struggle through. Very, very much so, especially with as busy as everyone mm -hmm. is. Everyone's you busy. Know, jobs, work, mm -hmm. we're all really busy with work, mm -hmm. family, traffic, mm -hmm. there's so much going on. Even the members that really want to participate mm -hmm. still struggle mm -hmm. participating. So, of course, we ask them. Mm -hmm. And when you have hundreds of members, mm -hmm. you may get a different answer from each one. You do. Yep. So yeah. you really have to pay attention mm -hmm. when you offer events or benefits, pay attention to who's engaging in those and mm -hmm. how many people. Mm -hmm. And you're always measuring. You're listening what you're to offering. the data, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How many people attended? How many events did we put out there and which ones were more successful? Absolutely. And define what successful means. Yeah. Yes. What does success mean? <laughs> right. Yes. Absolutely. We held an event. That's successful. Right. Okay. Well, but what does that mean? How many people came? Right. Was it, was it, uh, did we lose money? Mm -hmm. Right. If we, if we plan a big party mm -hmm. or we plan a big training event and, and we drop a bunch of, of the, re, of the association's money into it mm -hmm. and one person shows up, that's not necessarily good value. Right. And I think that the interesting part about your role, Wendy, is that, uh, you're, you're really kind of a steward for, for the association. Your job is to make sure not only that their dollars and cents are being looked after, but that you're providing the value that the members need and also that you're changing to meet the new needs as those needs change. Well, and I think that's kind of one of the interesting things mm -hmm. is looking at, at how those changes are coming about. So you know, we often take concepts from computer programming and from IT and, and bring that into the construction industry, which is a really interesting thing to put together because they don't necessarily always seem to fit. 
But uh, something really interesting happened between, again, say the 50s and maybe the 90s, mm -hmm. where when computer programs were originally written, the one this, thing... This is for the tech nerds. This is a tech nerd section. <laughs> Just really quickly. Yeah. The one thing we cared about more Lay than it down. anything in the world yep. was how many cycles of the computer does it take to run your code? Because mm -hmm. every time that, that computer processor cranks over another cycle, that's money. Mm -hmm. Because the computer is this entire room full of equipment. They were super expensive. Costs a ton of money to run. Mm -hmm. So everything was about cycles, processor cycles. How can you get your code to run with the fewer turns, the fewest turns of that processor? It needs possible. to be as efficient as possible, efficient code. Mm -hmm. But what happened is over time, programming became more and more complex. Computers became smaller and smaller and cheaper. And, and cheaper and cheaper. And cheaper and cheaper. <laughs> and all of a sudden, one day they realized that programmer hours were way more valuable than those turns of the process. So the labor became more expensive with respect to the cost of technology. So if you write a piece of code now that saves turns of the processor at the cost of it's going to take somebody else later twice as long to come back and, and work with that code later, then you have basically lost value in the bigger picture. Because you're using yesterday's priorities. Mm -hmm. And so it did really interesting things. And again, I won't take you there and nerd out right now, but it did very <laughs> That's a special episode. to programming because what happened is that core tenant, that number one thing, mm -hmm. it changed yep. from processor cycles to ease of programmability. And I guarantee you that there were computer uh, companies, programming companies that didn't pay attention to oh, that. And went under. And went under. Yes. Right. So basically the need changed and mm -hmm. we didn't move to react to it. So in... In the same way, I think what we're seeing now, and so programming cycles, processing cycles were still important, mm -hmm. but programmer hours were more important. In the same way, money is still important. How much money we make, it still matters. But I think as people, time is becoming so much more valuable mm -hmm. than money. We're all busy all the time, and we all have families and jobs and hobbies and our organizations and, and soccer time and right. self-care yeah and all of a sudden time just becomes so much more valuable and i think understanding that that time to money relationship mm -hmm. is so important yeah so then in the in the context of abc mm -hmm. and trade organizations we need to have a really good understanding of of the time piece is is the shortage that is the the weak link that is the mm -hmm. pinch point that is the thing that we need to be super aware of and respectful of so then the question becomes how do we deliver value right how do we meet the needs of current past and and future members in today's world while still paying respect to that time that time pinch point well, and there have been times in talking with contractors and they've said, well, we don't have the time to join or, you know, they, they get so caught up in their own business that mm -hmm. they think they're the only ones. Yeah. But when they attend an event or connect with another member, yeah. it's like, wow, I'm not the only one struggling with these problems. Yeah. And they're able to share some of their concerns and talk mm -hmm. through the issues that mm -hmm. they're having. So in reality we're taking some of their time because they need to participate. Yes. But in the end, we're saving them time because there's a group of businesses that have mm -hmm. probably ran into that same problem yeah. mm -hmm. and they could help you solve it a lot quicker yeah. mm -hmm. than you just banging your head against the yeah. wall trying to figure it out. So one of the common sentiments that we, we receive when we're talking about talking with our clients or 
prospective clients is you don't understand our trade or <laughs> we're different. One, one company even told us you cannot estimate our work, right? There's no way that you can actually estimate this work, which is crazy. I mean, well, you can estimate everything. It's true mm-hmm. that every trade is different. It is. It is true mm-hmm. that yeah. every trade has its yeah. own flow and its own bits and pieces. But many times owners and operators, they feel like they're alone. They feel like their situation is unique unique and they're alone. And And usually they feel like their situation is uniquely bad, Mm -hmm. right? Right. (laughs) No one has problems that Mm -hmm. are as hard as my problems. And so what we find is that many times when we start working with businesses, we focus on the same three things right out of the gate. So the first is time in that, that they don't manage their time well. They don't have efficient task tracking systems. They don't have a way to manage the flow of information. So we make those changes to help give them back time. Mm -hmm. And the others are money. So change management, profitability, and safety. And so all of those three things, time management, money, and safety, Mm -hmm. those are kind of the core, uh, those are the big three that a lot of people struggle with. So if you can alleviate those things, Mm -hmm. then suddenly we have more time, we have more cash to work with, so we can actually focus on improving the business and we're Mm -hmm actually following safety guidelines and operating legally. Mm-hmm. Um, in the context of ABC though, I think the important value proposition there is the, the services that you're providing, they should be addressing some of those issues mm-hmm. to make sure that, that by them participating, it's actually making their work life and, and their business better so that, that they get that time and they get that money back. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's what I was just going to say. So it's like their time they spend at ABC is actually buying them back time mm-hmm. elsewhere mm-hmm. to make that worth that trade-off. Mm-hmm. So I think the other part, though, that, that Wendy really kind of keyed in on with that, them, they don't want to come, and then when they do come, they're like, wow, it really helped mm-hmm. to hear from those other people. And some of that is the information, the solutions that they bring us. But the other part of it is, talking to someone else, mm-hmm. those personal mm-hmm. contacts, connections. And I think that's something that we have seen mm-hmm. at ABC that we've identified for a long time is those relationships that are happening. Those people have known each other for 20 years, 30 years through ABC mm-hmm. and uh, people who have close friendships and all of that comes out of that organization. Mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting though, because uh, there's oftentimes a perception that networking events are a waste of time. And mm-hmm. I share that that view. I think mm-hmm. that if you're just going to network and it's just mm-hmm. kind of a cold, here's my business card, I'll take your business card and we're never right. gonna talk again, uh, that is a waste of time. And, and there can be a perception that trade organizations operate that way. Yeah. Whenever you go to a networking event mm-hmm. and every single person in the room is there just to sell what they're selling, yep. it's a waste of everyone's right. time because yep. nobody's buying. And when, how does ABC address that issue in terms of the types of events or or the way that you kind of set up the relationships there? Well, and first, if I hear somebody say, oh, I don't need to network. I have plenty of work. Mm-hmm. Or I'm <laughs> yeah, not into networking. That's a good one. And that's true. Did now, they start their business after 2011? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's many different reasons why people would go to a, quote, networking mm-hmm. event. And you don't go to just necessarily trade business cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, like we're talking about, you mm-hmm. go to meet other people that mm-hmm. can help you or be a resource, or yeah. maybe you can help somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something that you know that is going to help them mm-hmm. do better in their mm-hmm. business. When I think prog- programmatically, if ABC can provide that value mm-hmm. so that they walk out of that 
what would appear to be a networking event with something that they can actually take back home, right. take back to their business and share with their team. Mm-hmm. And if, if we can get those aha moments, even in quote unquote networking events, mm-hmm. that is the value that, that we're looking to, to provide. And one of our most successful networking type events right now is our leadership panel. Mm -hmm. So our members are looking to us for leadership development for the company owner, Mm -hmm. for their up and comers, Mm -hmm. for everybody on their team. Where do you go for leadership development? And our our leader development group hosts leadership panels and Mm -hmm. we have contractors, Mm -hmm. people from the industry come in and talk about challenges and successes Mm -hmm. and how they started their business and maybe what some of the failures were, Mm -hmm. we get 100% attendance at those events because people Mm want to hear those stories. They want to learn from them. And then there's a networking component. So tying some education in with the networking Mm -hmm. because people want to learn. And and they bring their questions with them. And the hope is that they're sharing some of the same struggles and then they mm-hmm. get some new direction to go in when they when they leave. Mm-hmm. Well and I think that's another interesting element when you say people want those stories is that information is everywhere. The the A, B, C, the seven values of leadership, mm-hmm. all of those pieces, you can get that from a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're seeing is a lot of turning toward wanting to hear those personal stories. Mm-hmm. I want to hear how you did it. I want to hear about what your experience looked mm-hmm. like. And I think that, that that's kind of part of that that desire to connect with other human beings mm-hmm. as opposed to just getting information. Yeah. Well, and, and I think the story time with arcade episodes are some of the, the better listened to episodes mm-hmm. for the reason that we, we tell our story where we came from. And so a lot of people are really interested to hear hear real things. Mm-hmm. You want real things, mm-hmm. genuine things. Well, and when we started this podcast, mm-hmm. you felt initially like you hadn't listened to a lot of podcasts mm-hmm. and you felt like, well, we should do is just be very professional, mm-hmm. very buttoned up, mm-hmm. just talk about the 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 topics at hand. Yep. And it was, I said, no, no, if it's not funny, if it's not like, if we, if we don't cut up. It's or not real. We don't have what, the jetpack yeah. and the hashtag yeah. and the band names. Yeah. Get punked. And who... Who cares what we have to say? Yeah. So, and I think that has been a lot of the feedback we've gotten mm-hmm. is that that's what's fun about it mm-hmm. is that there's actual, there are actual people behind Real the microphone. Real people, yeah. And, and I think that's the same thing with the leadership panels. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think even beyond that with ABC specifically, it is not a stodgy mm-hmm. organization. It's not a stodgy group. It's not, uh, everybody's not buttoned up, mm-hmm. right? You show up and there are oftentimes people that you know and know well. Mm-hmm. And when you see new folks there or, or you meet new people who you'd like to invite into, into that space, uh, then, then you have the opportunity to develop relationships that are really kind of deeper than, than you could get at work or, or other places. Yep, absolutely. Um, and what I, I think we should post some of the photos from our leadership retreat, or the, uh, the planning retreat from last year, mm-hmm. uh, where... You have uh, the the two <laughs> sets of pregnant feet sitting side by side, right? Yeah. And that's what the relationships at ABC look like, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And if if that's the kind of thing that you're looking to to have more of in your life, which if you look at where the world is and where relationships are and the, mm-hmm. the the stretch for time, the more value we can add in that direction yep. by actually building those genuine relationships and points of contact. Yep. And that, I would go a step further and say yeah. if you look at the, the organizations that exist around you and you say, well, that's great, but they don't have what I'm looking for. They don't have what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Then join and 
make that happen because yeah. mm-hmm. that's kind of the cool thing about groups like this is that it's all the membership is who decides what's going to happen next who builds that next iteration mm-hmm. so by getting more people especially people who have voices and people who have ideas that they really want to push out into the world mm-hmm. come and join a trade organization and start actually bringing whatever it is you want to see into reality making it yours yeah and i think that's something that i didn't know prior to really getting involved with the ABC is the fact that the members do provide the direction for the organization. Yeah. Right. Drive everything. So there's, there are integral staff members that, that keep the machine running and do provide guidance and support. Um, but oftentimes play the stewardship role, mm-hmm. uh, but the, the actual physical members will provide the overall direction for the organization. And there's leadership opportunity in terms of helping to steer that gigantic ship. And I think one of the neat things about Western Washington, you can talk more about it, Wendy, is that uh, Western Washington is a bit more of a wave maker uh, in terms of of the national standard. And I think that uh, by and large, you don't accept the status quo. You're always Mm -hmm. looking to change and grow Mm -hmm. and and do something bigger and better. Mm -hmm. We were just talking about that this morning. That's the great thing about ABC and just trying to keep the organization relevant because mm-hmm. things are changing so fast. Mm-hmm. You can't be status quo. You need to innovate. Sometimes it's going to go great mm-hmm. and sometimes maybe not so much, but yeah. at least you try. Mm-hmm. And as you guys were talking about your engaged members or members that come and participate, that's how we know the direction we want to go. That's mm-hmm. how we know if an event, if we're going to continue doing an mm-hmm. event or if we need mm-hmm. to completely change our focus to something else, mm-hmm that's also going to keep us relevant. But um, sometimes you need to just step outside of the box and mm-hmm. do something a little crazy. Big. Yeah. Light something yeah. on fire. You light know? something on fire. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have, yeah. <laughs> we can post those photos too. So I, I think that talk of relevance though is really important because we've seen more change and more disruption in the last 20 years mm-hmm. than we've ever seen before. Um, and, and I think that I could ask you the question, well, how are you working to keep trade organizations relevant in this world? But the fact is that we should be asking everybody that. Right. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Just because you've done it the same way for the last 50 years does not guarantee you have the opportunity to keep doing it or the right or, or the freedom to do it. So Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Right. Barnes and Noble. Either you have to shake it up. You have to try something completely off the wall or you're going to go under. And it's not. It's not that it's even a bad thing. That's just a component of of being in a changing world. So the challenge of identifying how you need to adapt, I mean, that is nature, right? Mm -hmm. It's adaptability. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about uh, uh, how how creatures change over time and and evolution kind of works, if you're in the evolution camp, uh, (laughs) the the creatures that don't evolve fast enough, they die. And even if in the case that there's a defect, uh, what, uh, what is it called? When when something grows differently, but it's... Uh, like a mutation? A mutation, yeah. Like X-Men? Yeah, X-Men. <laughs> so it, even sometimes mutation can be good. That It's a change. Yeah. It's unintended. Yeah. You didn't mean to change in that direction, but it was the thing that kept you relevant. Without it, we wouldn't have X-Men. That's true. <laughs> right. Wendy, who's your favorite X-person, X-Men I'm not sure. She's not an, no. she's not an X-Men, not no. an X-Men consumer. Never? No. Ever? Okay. All right. Well, now we're having X-Men movie night at ABC. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay. 
Um, I'm just going to make one up. Okay. All right. What do you think is Wendy's favorite X-Man? <laughs> X-Men I, member. I'll say Jean Grey. Okay. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. Okay. Now I need to research Jean Grey. <laughs> so Jean, Grey is, Jean Grey is like a, uh, she's like, seems kind of mild mannered. But then it turns out she has like amazing mental powers, and she mm-hmm. turns into like the Dark Phoenix. Dark okay. Phoenix, yeah. yeah. And that's so who I would have her, her yeah. power is uncontrollable, right? right? Yeah. I'll go with that one. There's okay. my Halloween costume. Ooh. Oh, that oh. would actually be oh, a good one. Oh, it'd be one. really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and especially because yeah. Jean Grey, like, there are a couple of she does have like an outfit and stuff when she's the Dark Phoenix, but like the Jean Grey look is often like kind of lab coat and like kind of you know okay. put together. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. the uh, jetpack, Wendy Novak as Dark Phoenix. <laughs> that up. Want to take oh, like one, take one of those pictures and then just paste in Wendy's face, right? All right, I guess. So basically, like fiery <laughs> okay, and, yeah, and nope, crazy. That, yeah, it's pretty. That's my new. Um, what do they call the little emoticon or whatever? Emoji. Mm-hmm. Emoji. Yeah, yeah. Right avatar. That's pretty punk mm-hmm. rock. That yeah, is avatar. awesome. Right. <laughs> so, well, but, then who's yours? Well, no, yours is probably Professor X, no, right? Gambit. Why Gambit? I love Gambit. All he does is throw cards. <laughs> I know, but he he's... throws cards really well. Sherry, and they, they explode or something when yeah, they get there. They do it, so, all kinds of crazy it's stuff. It's not a good power, but but <laughs> so in terms of adaptation and and <laughs> that was a sidetrack. Oh no, it's good. It's all good stuff. Uh, you're just a cut up, Mary. So, uh, but it's important that we adapt as a people to make sure that that the service that we're providing or the value that we're providing is still needed today because it's not always needed. Um, and I think with ABC, it's important that that ABC adapt. And I think that it's interesting because there are so many uh, brand, not branches, chapters across mm-hmm. the country. It's almost like individual development cells, mm-hmm. right? Where, where this chapter is developing differently and they're trying right. different things. Mm-hmm. And so they have There's all of that. a lot of really cool data mm-hmm. and they can draw on national's data yep. to understand what's going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's important that we think about, uh, it's important that our existing members feel like there's value, but we have to acknowledge the idea that, that what the new and upcoming generation perceives as valuable mm-hmm. is different, right? So what types of things are we seeing that, that, the younger generation values more. And I, we already kind of talked about the preciousness of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they still want some face-to-face time, but mm-hmm. it's a little different than just that monthly networking event mm-hmm. in a hotel with a, they want to change it up. They want different things. Yeah. They want uh, different structures. Mm-hmm. They want variety. Mm-hmm. Ugly and sweater party and axe throwing events. Exactly. Event. <laughs> yeah. Wine walks and yeah. brewery mm-hmm. tours yeah. and, and all of that. So there's a lot more variety in mm-hmm. what they want. It's fun. Well, they want the, fun. I'm, I'm super excited about the fall event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had the, the chance to sponsor that, but the fall event is? It is the... Um, Emerald City trapeze, trapeze arts, arts. Yes. yeah. So it's a it's dinner and trapeze mm-hmm. show, like super cool. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be yeah. really neat. It'll be yeah. fun. And so if you kind of embrace that that nature of disruption, mm-hmm. where where they're expecting a higher bar, they're right. expecting kind of a, a more intense value proposition, um, but they want it to be fun, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. I think that that all of those values are are changing a little bit. Um, whereas let's say it was a little easier to deliver value. 
50 right. years ago. Once you found a model, you could just stick with it. Yeah. Month after month, you just did the same thing. Yeah. And just keep turning the crank. We're finding, as you guys know, mm-hmm. with our planning conference, yep. we really dive in and think about how did last year go? Yeah. How do we need to change or adapt? How do we provide, measure it? How do we measure it? Yeah. To provide even more value next year. Yeah. And it used to be, you know, five, 10 year plan. And mm-hmm. now it just seems like every year yep. it's for doing a new plan because yep. things have already changed so much in mm-hmm. just a year. Right. Yep. So where are we at? Uh, well, so I had, I had a thought as mm-hmm. we were kind of getting to the end of this mm-hmm. about a way to kind of help maybe drum up a little more interest in ABC mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. Uh, so we have that we won a couple of tickets for the ugly oh, sweater party. There you go. And it turns out I don't. I was trying to look at the calendar, we but have there's a conflict. something. We have a conflict. We can't go. Yeah. So if that's okay with Wendy, we can give away our ugly sweater tickets. Two tickets to the ABC ugly sweater party. Is that are we allowed to do that? Of course you can. <laughs> yeah. And it is so fun too. It's held at McMenamin's up okay. in Bothell, so yeah. great location. If you haven't been to McMenamin's, check it out. Yeah, very, it's very, very cool, cool business. Event. Very yeah. cool business model. Yeah, it is. Uh, we so support Toys for Tots, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a DJ and a photo booth cool. and costumes and all sorts of stuff. Great. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So sad for us that we mm-hmm. can, we don't get to go, yeah, but you can go in our place. So two tickets. Uh, so what what do you think? How do people? How can somebody win? Well, so I think I think the jetpack of uh, Wendy Novak. Dark mm-hmm. as Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, that would that would win it for me. And if we get several uh, contenders, and we'll put them in a hat and we'll draw them. And we'll pick the yeah. yeah. Do do a drawing or pick yeah. the best. Are they just gonna tell us the hashtag, or yeah. are they gonna create? I think hashtag is great, but you get bonus points if, if we you get actually a create yeah. something that that suggests Wendy as Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exciting. Right, um, and I think what's really happened over time is that there's been a change of focus to the family and kind of a reprioritization there that that uh, folks spend more time with their kids and their spouses now than they did 50 years ago mm-hmm. um, and and that's become the new norm so by by changing some of the programming uh, we had a thought that uh, we're, we're big fans of take your daughters and sons to work day mm-hmm. and so that was a program that i would if if my employer didn't hold one of those those uh events then I would program the event, I would schedule it, I would run it, and I would get all the kids there with hard hats. And, and He ran them at several places. Cadence yeah. has a bunch of little pictures all yeah. lined up of the yeah. different Take Your Daughters to Work Day. And and the coolest part is, is when you run something like that, and it's still running years later. So I saw mm-hmm. photos from Lee Crutcher Lewis mm-hmm. of their Take Your Daughters and Sons to Work Day. And you did the first That's one there, right? Yeah, yeah. And so um, those are kind of legacy pieces that, mm-hmm. that you can leave behind. And if you're you're trying to figure out what do what do younger generations want, well, mm-hmm. they want more time with their family. Mm-hmm. They want to find ways to be closer with their family. And so mm-hmm. we had had mentioned that thought that we could uh, lead or run a panel at ABC mm-hmm. where where we could invite folks in if they want to learn how to start up and run their own take your daughters and sons to work event. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be something that folks would buy into, especially with the younger generations being family centric. Absolutely. So we can talk about how you how you get that off the ground, how you mm-hmm. plan it, how Ask, you make it fun. Answer questions. Answer questions. We yeah. can even have like a packet with some games oh, yeah. they can play that they can take away because you have to keep those kids occupied. Mm-hmm. I used to go with my dad to the steel mill mm-hmm. and 
So what you would get to do is sit next to my dad's desk while he did his <laughs> oh. job. <laughs> Every all the kids who were there are all like just sitting like at their dad's or mom's desks, yeah. but mostly, mostly dads. dads. Yeah. And we're all just sitting there and like that's impressive because you didn't have a cell phone anything at that time. Nothing. But the power of our dad's disapproval was enough to keep us sitting still. Sounds like a pleasant event, right? So uh, if, if we run this panel, we'll be sure to, to talk about it on the podcast to get uh, folks interested in that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, take that, Google. <laughs> well, and that would be like, a, like I don't know exactly when because we just started talking about it, but mm-hmm. the take your daughters and sons national day it's is in April. April. Yeah. So it would probably be good to hold that around the beginning of the new year so that people have time to get those events yeah. planned mm-hmm. and going. And, and we're also uh, offering programming for that. So if, if you want us to come in and run your Take Your Daughters and Sons to Work Day event, yep, whether it's day of or before or after, mm-hmm. get a hold of us. And those types of events are super fun. You get to work with the little kids and and teach them building concepts. And yep. then you kind of help strengthen that relationship between parent and kids. Yep. Right? We really love those events. Yeah. So we're looking to help develop any ideas mm-hmm. along those lines where we can provide relevant value uh, and and love being partners with you at ABC. Oh, and we appreciate your partnership as well. Um, you know, just like you were talking about the new idea of bring your sons and daughters to work. As we know, the workforce, we need to introduce them to yeah. construction Get them in, in every industry. Yeah. But we're looking for our members, and even if you're not a member yet, to join and bring new ideas to mm-hmm. us. We yes. have plenty of ways to get involved and share your ideas, and that's what's going to build the ABC of the future. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a contractor, if you're in a different trade, there's an association for mm-hmm. everything, yeah. and they would love to have your input and participation and help to drive their association Mm -hmm. and if you're not in western washington there is probably an abc near you because Mm -hmm. they are everywhere we know because every time we travel we look for the local abc (laughs) because it's a good opportunity to do networking so they're everywhere and it's a family it's a family Mm -hmm. so tell us how people can find out more about abc how do they get to you on the internet uh, our website is uh, abcwestwaugh, abcwestwaugh.org. And then on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. we are ABC of Western Washington. Mm-hmm. And then Facebook, ABC, uh, Facebook, I don't know. You Check the show notes. Look for them on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You can find them on Facebook. You can, you can Google it. It's true. <laughs> and true. Yeah. And, and she's we, Wendy we just, Novak. We just put the uh, phone book company out of business. I know. Yeah, right. That's true. She's Wendy Novak on LinkedIn. Too, yeah. So mm-hmm. get a she's very there. active and entertaining on there. It's true. Yeah. Always good stuff. Uh, what else? What else should people know about ABC and, and trade organizations in general? Um, they're, again, a great place to learn, build your professional network. Um, educate and build your professional development, which is really important in just growing in the industry. Mm-hmm. Learn how to maybe run your own business. Yeah. So again, there's just a lot of different benefits belonging to an association. And again, if you're a contractor in Western Washington, check us out. Yeah, and if you need something that you don't see on, on their offerings, just ask. Yeah. Because oftentimes they know a guy or a gal. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, good. It's true. Well, is that or it? Or an X-Men. 
Or an, an X-Men. X-Men. Ooh, yes, love true. it. Yeah. <laughs> Dark Phoenix at ABC. <laughs> <laughs> That's your handle now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna change your your label on your email address. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Good to go. Well, uh, what else? So you can find us. You can because find you us. Because we do it. I you have can to find do it. us. You can. Some of that's outtakes. You can find us. Oh, I know. I was all over outtakes. Whatever. You can find us at www.thecriticalpathwithmaryandjason.com. You can find us on hashtag GetPunked. Can you find a hashtag? Sure, if okay. you go use it somewhere, so, yeah, you can so use it somewhere. I just did. No, I mean, right, right here. you have to type it. Right somewhere. here, it's been used. Get use punked. It, use it on Get punked. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you can, you can, if you put it on LinkedIn, people will be able to find it on LinkedIn. It's, it's for our pumpkin event. Yeah. It is for our Halloween party. That's right. You can find us, now I lost my place. You can find us on LinkedIn <laughs> at Jason Sturgeon, Mary Sturgeon, RK Wayfinding. You can find us in West Seattle, but not today, because today we are actually at ABC's planning. Check it out. Yeah. Want to get involved? Hit me up on TikTok. He's not there. You won't find him there. (laughs) I'm always there. You know, you were wanting to make those videos, the doing my LinkedIn videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still need to make those. I know. Doing my TikTok. But Caden says you cannot put them on TikTok. I think I can. She said they're inappropriate for TikTok. Oh. I don't know. There's some pretty inappropriate things. So I <laughs> no, don't know see, that's it. That's it's supposed it's... to be inappropriate, <laughs> and videos of her dad making dad jokes is actually inappropriate for TikTok. All right. All right. Are we out of here? I think we're out of here. Okay. Watch for that it. That was fun. That was fun. Bye. Did we do it? Uh, well, we still have to talk about where you can find us. You can find us. Let's see. Can you do it? Oh yeah, I got. You can this. find us where I always. You do can it. find us on on Friendstagram. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's literally not a thing. You can find us on uh, Spinel Supervillain. We were just we were, we were just talking to our daughter about we, we learned about a new social media network. Yep. Called Visco. Visco. It's, it's actually uh, uh, the parent company is Navisco. No, that's not true. No? That's not true. According to her, here's what Visco is. It is a photo-based social media service that, quote-unquote, no one uses. <laughs> okay. Is that is that like but, the cell? But it is the basis of the name for the new, like, uh, semi-insult that they make at each other, which is being a Visco girl. Uh. And the definition of a Visco, Visco girl is someone who wears... Nike shorts and oversized shirts, scrunchy on their wrists, and they say, and they say, and I oop. Okay, there you go. If that sounded like a different language to you, welcome to my life. That's right. Disrupted. <laughs> this is this is what a visco girl is, and I learned all about it. Well, and didn't you say that's just what you dressed like in the nineties? That's no, well, and I said I said it sounds almost like a valley girl, yeah. right? And then when I described <laughs> right. a valley girl, she was like, "Yeah, pretty much." That's what it is. So the only usage of visco in her world is to make fun of someone by implying that they use it by calling them a visco girl. You can find us on TikTok. Nope, it's the Chinese TikTok. social media that I have no understanding of. It's, but TikTok we're all over like, it. So TikTok is like the new Vine. It's like short videos. Yeah. 
That's what TikTok is. I know it's been in the news with China, but like ultimately that's what TikTok is, is little videos. So do people use that in the form of a sentence by saying, you've been TikToked? Uh, well, so I think at Gowan's birthday party, Cadence and Emma, her best friend, came out and we were like, where have you guys been? And they were like, we were TikToking in the bathroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> You were, that's what, you were like, wait, what does that mean? Wait, wait like, should I be concerned? They're making what? videos wow. of themselves. So what, it, what is the, the weirdest piece of social media, Wendy, that you've ever perceived? Memes? Other than Visco Girl, yeah, other than which Visco honestly, Girl. I probably just put the weirdest thing. You know, I well, TikTok was the last one. Most recent. That I participated in just by, you know, my daughter sent me a video. So I opened it. I'm like, well, these are fun. <laughs> so I started going through looking at the end. It can really draw you in. And I can take it off of my phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, it's like funny. firing in your brain, yeah. right? Yeah. It's really funny. But I, you know, I stick to LinkedIn yeah. and a little bit of Facebook. Right? <laughs> that just shows you right there how quickly yeah. things are changing. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. It's just crazy. Well, and that's Jason likes to make the joke about Friendster, right? Because Friendster was like kind of the first social media. Uh, almost nobody used yeah. Friendster. And then flop. MySpace came right after that, but that was all back in the 90s. Right. And most people have heard of MySpace. You've heard of MySpace, right? But Friendster is even more elusive. Yeah. Yeah. So he always refers to Friendster when people are talking about their social media stuff. Like, no, I don't know that one. We're like, no, that's because it died in 1993. It was a, it was a quick death. <laughs> it was well-deserved. It was a deserved okay. quick death.